send them home. Time to go home there, boss. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too quick for your home? Hello and welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the Off The Tips podcast. A little bit different today. No AC, he's, he's got the week off, but as with all good institutions, it's just the next man up mentality and stepping up as he has before is Matt Monty Montgomery. Appreciate you filling the jersey today, mate. How you been going? Thanks, mate. Good to be here to... Big, big shoes to step into, but hopefully I can at least do half the job that, that Big AC does. Um, I've been tracking a ride. I had some, you know, got out for a dusty round of golf on, on Saturday. Just don't quite have it at the moment, but, um, you know, it's, it's part and parcel, right? It's, yeah. What's what's going wrong on the, on the course? Is it just a short game? I can't. Nah, short game's fine. I actually can't. I've got some... I'm starting to get some yippy, yippy stuff going on, particularly off the tee. I can't release the club and hold on to the club. I sort of stand over it, almost quivering. So there's there's a little bit of head noise about. And um, if anyone who knows my game, driver is generally a strength. And if, if I'm losing it, it's it's you know time to call time to call one one one. I think need to get in the locker. <laughs> Where where where'd you get out to on the on the weekend? Just Titarangi? Yeah, just just at the home track. Managed to see a pog, um, which oh, was great. A, a pleasure. As per thirteen at Titarangi, and not not probably not one of the not a standout pog hole, but even went into the rough. So uh, outstanding stuff. <laughs> yeah, that that's things you love to see. What was the kind of commotion like on the on the green? There, there was there was enough chance, there was enough chair hooing. Not quite um number five at Jack's point when you pogged. There were no high fives, but there was a there was a bit of lip. Yet to, oh. yet to receive the jug of beer actually, so I'll follow up on that one. Yeah, definitely follow up and we we're counting down the days to the Rotorua marathon. How how are the pins and, and how's training tracking? Yeah, mate, we're um we're five days out, so very much in, in tapering mode, um, mentally feeling good. It's a little bit of excitement, but actually, I'm not trusting the body that much. Couple of couple of niggles floating around, so I'll chuck the feet up this week and and see what we can do and, and try try get, get through comp- it. It's about getting it done right. I want a participation yeah. certificate. I'm six years old at the the school prize giving. I'm not looking for anything more. Yeah, you just get some compression and get some ice on those limbs and and just be be ready to go come the start line. I think hopefully sheer willpower gets you through that last 10Ks. Yeah, it's character building should uh, put me in good stead. The Hillary should put me in go, good stead. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, when we're at the Hillary Cup, which is our Ryder Cup, as AC and I talk about regularly on this pod, but Monty... One afternoon, after or after the foursomes, actually day one went out for a thirty-four k trot, and yeah, I, I've never seen someone so wounded after when it when he met us in the in the mixer in Queenstown. He was ghost white and just just cooked. How was how was that 
mentally and physically that big run oh fuck it was um physically you're physically grueling they talk about hitting hitting the wall as as they do and fuck i well and truly hit the wall the uh the hips and the back were seizing up but you know you got to do what you got to do and i think you know just provided some inspiration for my for my fellow red boys you know the skippers out there doing the yards leading from the front i think you know that's my that's my way of getting the brick ball ready speak with actually get him behind doing doing his work in the shade when no one could see him he's he was just doing those one percenters to get him over the line how about you mate you doing well going all good just yet cooling off here in sydney haven't had anything to exciting to report on just pretty pretty work and work focused at the moment is getting a little bit busy so but it's good on top of it and and looking forward to ripping in and chatting some golf with you. Yeah, let's get into it. So today on the PGA Tour, Tony Finau gets up at the at the Mexico Open, holds off John Rahm and and what kind of was a bit of a was which was a, a head to head battle that we're I was, I was looking forward to, but didn't really eventuate. Tony Finau just made it look pretty easy, and just. Got the job done. Monty, I just want to talk to you kind of about Tony Finau and what you kind of think of his career to date. Yeah, um, I got bits and pieces. Um, and, you know, he's he's got six tour wins now. Four of those has been in the last 20 months. So, you know, you sit there at face value and think, you know, he's he's had a pretty good run of, of late four wins in 20 months. Can't be sniffed at. But you know, as it's very much well publicised, they're all they're all little boy events. Um, it's low hanging fruit criticism. Uh, I acknowledge that. But you know, you, you go through the fields and of the events that he's won, and this week is is no different. You know, Ram was the only genuine name up and about. Um, and you sit there and say, like, even despite six wins, he's, he's probably underachieved given his. His, his potential and, um, you know, distance off the tee, et cetera. He hasn't, he hasn't top fived in a major since the 2020 PGA. So that's 11 major starts, which, you know, for a top 10, top 15 player in the world, you'd, you'd be asking more of. So, you know, uh, yeah, the resume at face value looks good, but, you know, underneath the hood, I think the jury's still out somewhat. Um, you know, you're getting slightly critical here because you know many would be envious of of the resume, but um, you, you know it would be good to see him <coughs> stand up and, and get himself in the mixer. Mixer. I mean, today, um, you know, three shot lead, bogey free. Um, you know, with the chasing Ram, who's who was defending champ, and you know, coming off sixty one in the third round, I think. You know, you do have to give credit to his his round today. Birdied the first and, and never really looked back. Um, but you know, it would it would be good to to see him stand up a bit more. And the other the other thing I would would say is, you know, there are only two thoroughbreds in the field, um, but pretty cool to see them 
you know, somewhat dueling it. You, you know, you often sit there with golf events and say, you know, skinny field, um, you know, the stars are going to do the job and it doesn't eventuate. Um, so even despite being a relatively minor event, I think it's, you know, good for the product, good for the PGA brand that, you know, when when these bigger guys are showing up at these non-designated events, they're not just there, you know, to be on holiday in Mexico. So I think, you know, it's, it's good to see on that front too for the tour. Yeah, I tend to agree on the Fina front. I think you're pretty fair to say he's underachieved. I'd probably say five out of his six wins are, yeah, like you said, just probably little boy wins for a lack of a better term. But he did pick up one pretty big win where he fought off Cam Smith in the, mm. in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which was a probably a big boy event. So he's shown that he can come and, and take those events out. It's just, like you said, for him, it's taking that next step and fronting up in these designated events. And to be fair, he's coming into the next week in some pretty good form. So hopefully he shows up at the Wells Fargo and puts his best foot forward. But Ram, on the other hand, is having the week off this week, which is probably pretty pretty deserved. Two, two, played two out of the three weeks following winning the Masters, mm. which is pretty impressive that he that he backed up. Uh, but what a start yeah, of the I year. Mean, tied 16 at the Heritage, I think it was, and tied sec- or second this week. Like, it says a lot to his character, right? Like, so easy just to have a three-day bender and not take your green jacket off, as I'm sure many are, as I'm sure you and I would do um, if we were in, in his shoes. No so, you know, true professional, credit where credit's due. And, and put the feet up, pal. Well done. I mean, the stat about him, what is it, 14.3 mil earnings year to date on tour. I know the the purse has gone up considerably this year, but Scotty won 14 mil last year, and that was the previous record. So to do it um, in before May is is mighty impressive. And the the other thing to just that point on Ram and character, you know, like if if you're money hungry, turn up to these non non designated events and. You know, you don't even have to play your best and you can be collecting three, four hundred K for a top five finish. I mean you can sort of see the attraction if, if that's your, your driver. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um I'm sure there'll be plenty of guys that kinda look to take that option this week, but look, I didn't catch a whole host of the golf this week, but is there anything you want to add on the PGA tour event? This week? No, I didn't. I was similar. Um, good to see your boy, Bartia, um, doing a bit of a job. 21-year-old, sort of rising through the ranks relatively quickly. Um, funky move, gets, left-hander. Gets a lot of airtime on the PGA Tour socials. He oh, does. my goodness. He's, he's, he's turning into a, a fan favourite and, quick, and quickly. Um, yep. No, but aside from him, not a lot to add, really. Yeah, just a nice, a nice collect to get me back in the in the winners circle for our weekly punts. Swing and a miss for AC. He was kind of had all his eggs in one basket, and he had one leg of his multi of 
Cam Smith top 10 and John Rahm, which I thought when I saw it was a dangerous looking multi, but thankfully I got the chocolates this week and I'm just edging further and further away from, from the great man. So hopefully still a long way to go on the season, but hopefully this buff is going to be quite hard to run down. Although in golf, it only takes one, one to hit with the value. Yeah, well, I know where his head will be at this week. So he's just going to be a contrarian away from, away from Rory and Ricky. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's the two names around Crow Hollow that come to mind. Max Homer's one round there. Max Homer too. Yeah, and and the, that and that President's Cup. He stood up. He'll probably be copping some of my hard earned this week. He's a, I'm a I'm a fan so. It'll be interesting to see what what this week brings. I th- I think I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be good to see Rory back in the mix. Are you are you I looking forward to, to see him front the media? That's probably what I'm more looking forward to. Just give the fans some transparency on on the pullout after the Masters, because um, I think the criticism that, that came his way was very much warranted. Um, but you know, ultimately the ball's in his court now and, you know, whatever happens as long as he's being truthful and, and honest, which I'm sure he will be. Yeah, because the, comes back. the withdrawal just, just with no real reason, just has let the golf media world just speculate and speculate and, like, who who really knows? what's happened so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say after a what was a such a disappointing week at Augusta yeah I, I also love the scheduling from the PGA Tour after a non-designated to go designated then major I think it's outstanding like get you, you know pull the fans in for a couple of weeks on the trot I think it's probably something they should Look to do more regularly. I know it's probably not logistically viable all the time, but where you can, you know, be able to group events like this is, is pretty awesome too. Yeah, uh, so looking forward to it. it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really good. And over in in Liveland, it was a little bit of a anticlimax after Live Adelaide in Singapore this week, which all of us knew was going to happen. It was pretty flat, pretty dead, just a Looked like a virtually a practice round where Taylor Gooch went back back to back. It was pretty funny to see. It, it just shows that Australians Australians were gagging for some some good golfers to come out here and and won't turn down the invite to a party. Any any more feedback from around the around the traps on the ground post last week? No, not really. Just anything? No, nothing really too interesting i i just think it was all what's what's been written about it is pretty much you can take it for what it is it was it was a, a great event for well for the fans and someday i got I, the, like i don't think <laughs> I, you don't have to be a genius to point that out i think that not a lot of people that were there for the golf there were <laughs> There are a lot of people rolling in just as about just as Fisher was about to go on and I think the Live Media team really really yeah. got that on their on their feed. 
there was a mate trying to tell me, I had a mate trying to tell me that he reckoned it was better than waste management, which I just thought was a terrible take. It's it's equivalent, but on a quarter of the scale with half the field. It's, yeah, I just can't get around that in the slightest. Yeah, I just, AC and I discussed that last week, but it was just like people were carrying on like the PGA Tour don't have that, but they, they have it once a year as well. Like, and it's yeah, you'd argue it's bigger. You like you you don't get all the people swarming the fairways like you did it at Live Adelaide, but you get that party atmosphere once a year. And I think that Live are only going to get that once a year whenever they come to Australia. So I don't think they can use that as a kind of a, a pulling factor for yeah that their league being being better. Cut on over to to Korea. Just just across the Singapore on the European tour. Yeah, just run me through the DP World Tour, mate. You just take the yeah, ball by the horns. Very little, but um, Pablo Lara Harbel got up twelve under par when the only where you know we can all get around Bobby Mack here. I know myself, you and NAC are all Bobby Mack fans. Um, tied sevens for the big man, um, running into a bit of form after. Struggling to start the year, he's gone tied seventh, tied sixth, tied seventh in his last three starts. Um, and you know, pretty disappointing final round. He shot even par, which was the worst score out of all players that finished inside the top 20. Um, was tied for the lead heading into the final round, so um, you know, disappointing um, to finish like he did, but good to see the big guy finding a bit of form over there. And, Hopefully he can keep it going. Legends. He just seems like he's playing every week, which is yeah, so respectable, to be honest. Yeah, it's respectable, but um, hopefully he can keep it going. You know, like uh, yeah, that's the only question mark. Dan Hillier um, missed cut over there. Still, sort of appears as if he's he's finding his feet a little bit. Um, He's probably sitting there thinking it's a it's a pass mark to start the year. Had some good rounds sewn around there, but hopefully from a New Zealand perspective he can, you know, just kick on a little bit from here. Yeah, a decent finish for him last week. Uh yeah. top, in the top twenty five, I think, yeah. He's building on something pretty good and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him at kind of the top of the leaderboard going going forward, especially around this time of year on the DP World Tour. I think it's yeah. a perfect opportunity for him to kind of strike. Time to make hay. It's hopefully it happens. Do we have any comms on Ryan Fox? I haven't, I haven't seen him. No, I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I mean, I know he's been sticking around the US, so I wonder if he's got to start this week. I, from my memory serves me correctly, no, but I know he's playing in the PGA, obviously. Um, but maybe he's just resting the legs. He he's sort of a bit like Bobby Mack. He'll go on tears and pay play a lot, and then sort of taper off. Um, and you know he's been shifting continents, playing more in the US. So he's probably just taking the time. Yeah, rest that Casty. Yeah, there's there's been no um no reports of any kind of injuries or anything. So hopefully he is all good and he's just revitalising for a big US Open. We'll keep on the theme of talking about Kiwis 
around the world. Stephen Alka gets yeah. it done on the Champions Tour. He's just turning into an absolute killer on that tour. Yeah, four-shot win, defender this title. Um, what a legend. You know, it frustrates me that he doesn't get more airtime here in New Zealand in, in the media, like particularly at the end of last year when he obviously won the Charles Schwab. He, he, I think it's severely underappreciated, like the heights that he's, he's oh. scaling here. Um, like building a, a seriously good record. Yeah, you, he's now number third, number three. Sorry, on the on the Charles Schwab this year, behind David Toms and Steve Stricker, which you know are two good names, and there's so many good names around um, around him. So yeah, just hope the big man can just keep on rolling because fuck it, he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, absolutely, and. You're you're going to be the PGA Tour Latin America correspondent. A, a decent yeah. week for a couple of Kiwis over there, which is great to hear. Yeah, I just as the natural nothing, I was just scouring the leaderboards and Harry Hillier tied third on the Latin American Tour, six under sixty six on Sunday. Denzel Adamir, the Waikato lad, um, was in the mix after a few rounds, but faded for a, a tied 33rd finish three over last round which was you know one of the the worst rounds in the in the final round um but you know harry hillier now 21st on those standings while while charlie hillier won a few weeks back and he's third on on those standings so the top five in the order of merit earned status on the corn ferry um and the money leaders fully exempt so i think it's it's worth keeping an eye on those three men, particularly Charlie, I suppose, who's, who's third, just coming up coming up the ranks. It's it's good to see, you know. Hope the boys can hope the youngins can keep keep pushing on because you know, Corn Ferry's pretty big time nowadays given you know the movements in, in the PGO tour. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to see these guys challenging leaderboards all over the world. It's it's outstanding. But we'll we'll digress. We we've we've talked about the golf golf enough this week. Uh, we'll move on to the Hillary Cup Skipper's Diaries, which has got no plans. We haven't prepped for it, but let's just go off off the cup, cuff, Monty. AC and I did a bit of a bit of talking about about the Hillary the other week, and the fans are are asking for some more info. So obviously, as the winning skipper, two-time winning skipper in the events along two-year history. How did you, what did you make of the week? It's just, it's the greatest week of the year, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, 2022 was hard to top, but crikey, I think 2023 did the job. It's uh, it's hard to express how much fun um, it's had. It's uh, even despite the Hawk Cup hangover, um afterwards it was it was a for sure three day on the verge of a plunket shield hangover but the, these things happen and um you know it's more than worth it because um you know the the pleasure of playing the tracks with a hell of a bunch of lads and you know the indulging off the course i think is the more important part you know the camaraderie the the memory creation um, is is just you know hard hard to go by. I think 
you know, a member of the blue side might might be leaning on, might be running into a few more beers next year, hopefully to to sort of loosen the limbs because I think the red side, I think we can just put it down to attitude. Boys relax, willing to indulge in the more important parts of the week, and you know, the winning recipe two from two with. With with reasonable comfort too, I might add to my fellow skipper. Yeah, uh, it was it was was reasonable comfort. Uh, upon reflection, the boys were we were kind of only really in it for a real short period of time, kind of at, at lunchtime on day two. It was it was all on, and then we just kind of couldn't really couldn't really add to the task, but. I was pretty disappointed in my lads' efforts uh, off the off the field. Well, for the first first three nights, I think JC probably an exception. Bill, who's highly regarded as a as a to take it deep drinking and and prides himself on on how he gets pissed down his gullet. I think he was a little bit disappointing, and and his um co pilot Dill. On uh, I think it was the Saturday night, both both falling asleep on the couch as the lads were ripping into some beers. I think I think the the writing was kind of on the wall there that that we were going to be up against it when it was just the the skipper and the and the blue side of rookie just getting amongst it with the red side and we were we were outmanned and outnumbered and and we and we went into Sunday with with that attitude and 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 just couldn't get it done. Yeah, so yeah, for us, the plane figuratively never landed. We, you know, we, we, we were soaring. You know, came 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 down back to earth once we got on that first team. You know, just sort of did what we had to do. We weren't we weren't pushing pushing the throttle because we we had comfort and I think relatively clinical display from the from the lads and I think discipline, handicap management, enough reps is. Can't see why this gravy train won't keep rolling on in, in Australia. Yeah, well, we, we've got to do some serious work, I think, whether it's getting the boys' handicaps out a little bit or just maybe maybe I take the boys' curfew from, from midnight to 2, p, 2 a.m. and just make sure that, that that's the, the bar we're setting off the field. We'll just... We just I'm, need I'm a, sensing some animosity, some uh, look, friction, I think. There's no no real animosity. Like these are still my guys, and I'll I'll be riding them until the bitter end. Do I believe in them? Absolutely. Do I think they could have performed better off the field? Yes, because on the course, no one no one performed worse than the blue skipper. I think it was pretty fair to say that he distributed some balls all over Central Otago. So I just need to put more emphasis on my lads that it's it's not about what happens on the course if you if you do all the one percenters off it and do you get get that fire fireball streaming through your veins and and don't let it stop i think we're going to be better for the run and just just flushing flushing bad shots and just getting amongst it because I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that last night, although losing, may have been one of the the, the greatest nights of my life with the absolute yeah. carrier on that unfolded. 
I wish I wish I uh, was had, had the memory bank like like you may have <laughs> because there were some fairly discriminating videos with with the Red Skipper's shirt off for, for quite a prolonged period of time on a Sunday yeah. in Queenstown, which which you know he's a, he's incredibly proud of, but um, uh, you know it, it came in lieu of of some. This is a hazy or spotty, spotty memory, if you will, but uh, a lot of fun. Nothing better than pissing up in Queenstown. I think the the whole scene, the the big the big pints of jacks rolling into Queenstown, excess funds, and get into it. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I did come across. Well, it, it's been kind of plaguing me since I was maybe eighteen. And I don't know if it's a health concern or it's just mental, but <laughs> whenever I drink excess uh, spirits, specifically see-through spirits, I get I get real uh, painful and achy shoulders, which I don't. I've never heard of anyone having having before, but <laughs> it's. Can you can, how how do you describe this pain? Just like. It's it's like a heavy aching aching pain. It's it's really sore, and then it'll go away, and I'll feel a million bucks. But it's just, and it's not one shoulder. It's 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 both, but never at the same time. It's 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 <laughs> it's a bizarre bizarre kind of kind of thing to have when you when you're on the tiles. But I yeah, it's. It's something I'd I'd like to get to the bottom of, and maybe a listener can send me in the right direction because it, I, it I sympathize. I sympathize with you as as a man who who all parts of his body may not be functioning after a after a couple too many <laughs> alcoholic beverages. I'll uh, I sympathize with you. It's it's often not the most uh, pleasant pleasant of times, is it? No, it's. But, but we won't we won't get into details here. I think. No, I think we can we can leave that to the listeners' imagination. <laughs> um, well, I think that <laughs> I don't know how, how the skipper diaries went there, but hopefully it's received all right because because <laughs> there was a bit of dribble in there. We'll move on to our our playoff holes where we're going to do things a little differently. We'll we'll kick off with our as usual, teeing off in, in our tough scene, and then we'll turn back time and, and talk about <laughs> a man who's become a fan favourite and break down his career, Agel Cabrera. But to kick off, <laughs> teeing off. Monty, do you have anything to tee off on this week? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's been discussed before, and excuse me if it has, but I'm just teeing off on slow walkers and a severe lack of spatial awareness in public. Like, it's particularly bad in the city. Um, but you walk out of a coffee shop, you walk out of a restaurant, you walk out of a bakery, you walk, and there's people around you just floundering around, no idea what's going on around them, and you have to fucking swerve away from them, get around them, get whatever you have to do, and it's just completely ignorant to everything that's going on around them. Um, 
and I'm sure everyone gets it, but it's it's just nothing more punishing. Just people drifting, swaying left or right. You can't. It's just hate hate it. Yeah, and it goes goes hand in hand with cyclists on the road. Like having having been doing a bit of running, been seeing my fair share of cyclists around. I mean, you've got a fucking four meter wide, perfectly good footpath, um, and you and then you're using the road. So, man, come on. And then and then you go into your local coffee shop and you and you walk in with your clicky shoes and 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 order a extravagant brew. And then as you walk out of the coffee shop, you stand there floundering around, <laughs> creating a queue of people behind you. It's a yeah. double whammy. Absolutely. Well, my my teeing off this week is just not so much just on this week. Uh, just the, the, the Warriors just consistently getting the short end of the stick from the yeah. NRL NRL referees like it really cost us against Melbourne it like it was still bad on the weekend but it didn't it didn't cost us the game like it it did in Melbourne but it's just it's becoming an absolute joke for what this club did did for the competition for one I've got three games in 11 days I've got a home game scheduled at Suncorp Stadium which I know is financially beneficial but the New Zealand public deserve better than that. And then they just get absolutely shunted by the referees week in, week out, and nothing comes of it. It's The, the, the it, one thing I would say, it's, it's been going on forever. Now, the last couple of weeks have been particularly bad, but it's good to actually see some Aussie media talking about it and bringing it up because for years – you know, it's it's always been bad, and you never really get the airtime. Yeah. So, hopefully, there's some sort of catalyst here, so it doesn't have to be part of your teeing off again. Because um, could be. Everywhere. I was I was at the game yesterday. Uh, yesterday, and it's often hard to tell, but twenty thousand in the pouring rain. Yeah, unbelievable. Pretty good to see. You're not getting that many to Super Rugby, are you? It's just everyone is on the wires train. And Less than a 1,000 people turned up at Mount Smart to watch the Rebels play Moana Pacifica on the weekend. Less yeah. than a 1,000 people. But I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll digress. How was Mount Smart? I, I see, I understand AC was in brilliant form following a, a few Lion Reds in the, in the Southern Stand. Do we have any yeah. any mail on on AC's behaviour on? Uh, there were there were voice memos being sent uh, in the car ride home after a few after a few too many line reads, and that's it's it's hardly mail, but I I really struggle to get around a a voice message, particularly when you've got five lads in, in a car. It's just <laughs> slightly <laughs> punishing would be my take. Well, it's probably because he could he he couldn't type. Big fella probably couldn't <laughs> see very well. Yeah, there was there was some. He was cutting a few shapes uh, in the stands. <laughs> in the stand, <laughs> when, a, when a bit of music was 
was going, which was you love to see. Yeah, you, you do love to see it. Where, where was the lads' um, watering hole pre and post Warriors? Uh, pre pre the Warriors, just the way the way placed down in the CBD, bro on key, few jags for the lads, um, loosen up the vocal cords, and then Sandman's on tap. Sandman's at at the at the wires for AC, so you know enough. Put hairs on your chest, those ones, and can get you running pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> and then just yeah, a few a few more to follow up on the couch at home last okay. night, and there was there was there was dozing relatively quickly as, as soon as we got home. Yeah, well, kudos to the lads for braving the conditions at Mount Smart for a what was a bit of a a bit of a bludger of a fixture, but. Hey, we'll we'll be better for the run next year. This is all. This is almost turning into a a golf and the Warriors podcast, which <laughs> hopefully hopefully the listeners can get around. Tough scene. My tough scene was just the same thing. I think it was a teeing off and a tough scene. Just the way the Warriors kind of get shafted by the refs. What about you? I've got a token selfish one. My rigs. My rigs. Uh... My leg, my rig is uh, isn't in tip top shape. So hopefully we can we can grind through Saturday as discussed earlier. No, yeah. don't like to see it after after a bit of ticker being shown. We'll see how we go. To to wrap up the pod, we'll we'll turn back, we'll wind back the clock, turn back time, and break down the career of our favourite inmate, uh, Angel Angel Cabrera. Just a, a sneaky unbelievable golf career and probably if he hasn't done time in the in the pen he's he's staring down the barrel of a a hall of fame career monty what do you have for me on, on handcuffs uh, cabrera I, I think it's fair to say he won't be getting many sponsors exemptions when he comes out of the house that's for sure um world growth ranking peak of of number nine um 53 professional wins Two major championships. Um, yeah, one one win at the Greenbrier, so that was his other PGA win. A couple other on the European Tour, the BMW Championship, which is quite a big boy Euro event. He made hay on the Argentinian Tour, 23 wins. A number of other wins throughout South America. Um, he, he spent 635 weeks, 33,000 days, from 1999 to 2011, not being outside the world top 100. And in that time, he had two stretches. He had a 131-week stretch and a 244-week stretch where he wasn't outside the world top 50. It's pretty impressive numbers. Like, I think, it, I think it would be fair to say he's – I don't think it would be unfair to say he's overachieved with those big wins. Like – the fact he's only got one other PGA Tour event and a couple other Euro events, but you love to see it. You don't. You very rarely see it, right? You, you really don't see someone be that way. It's always the other way. So just an absolute dog and fond, fond memories growing up of him at Augusta in particular. Um, but US Open in there too. Tidy finishes at, at the majors at Oakmont. Pretty tough track as well, regarded as. Yeah, it was just he 
it, that win at Oakmont, I think plus five won the event. Yeah, which is which is what you love to see. Held off, held off Jim Furyk and Tiger Woods by one. And <laughs> one thing I want to note about this is after round three, Aaron Badley had a had a two shot lead, and Angel Cabrera had shot seventy six on Saturday to be four shot four back in. And badly shot ten over on Sunday. The Adams ambassador, eh? If I think if I think badly, I think Adams Islands. Yeah, true, true, true. Just battler, like a genuine battler. Um, and his um his masters win. This is this would be a great uh pub quiz question or maybe an Argentinian lager bottle cap question question, but. Who did he beat in the in the playoff when he when he won at Augusta? Um, fuck, Mike Weir. No, he Chad Campbell and Kenny Perry. Christ, yeah. those are some names. So. <laughs> That was just, yeah, it was licorice all sorts on who was going to win that. To be fair, both had very good PGA Tour careers, just probably a little bit before our time. So it's probably why he, you um, recognize the names. But in that, in that event, he stiff one on 16, made birdie. Then on 18, he also hit like an approach to three foot for a par. Um, he's just a dog down the stretch, you know, like got himself into playoff. Um, I think it's we all Scotty. vividly recall the, the 2013 Masters. Yeah, he had Scotty in, an, in a choker hold for a long period of that, that pack nine. He, like a German shepherd running running after a, a young culprit at Waikano Beach, just absolute dog chasing him down. No, <laughs> no let up. I, I could be wrong here, but... I thought about this last time when you said that about the German Shepherd, but I'm fairly sure that police dogs are Alsatians. Alsatian. But, I stand to be corrected, brother. You're the dog expert around here. But but can't be can't be sure. <laughs> but yeah. Pretty pretty tremendous career for Angel Cabrera and we've gone for forty five minutes almost, so we we better start looking to wrap that up. But obviously completely Complete fall from grace, and is is now sharing a sharing a cell. Uh, but, <laughs> he stated but, he stated intentions that he wants to return to pro golf upon his uh, release from prison. So let's hope we we see him out there. I doubt I doubt um, Fred Ridley at, at Augusta will be giving him an invite back to to the Masters, but. If, if that happens, I'd love to be there and see the, the big man in action because hell of a career. Can absolutely f- flush the shit out of it. it was He'd be able to mow a stake, wouldn't he? Big Argentinian man. Fuck, you mm. should stand no chance. Well, mate, I really appreciate you, you stepping up at short notice and AC will be shaking in his boots to, to, to see if he has a job, job next week. But... 
cheers for tuning in guys and we'll we'll catch catch you next week and we've got some course stuff in the pipeline so you'll be you'll be hearing monty a, a hell of a lot more so catch you later <laughs>